0: Hello, witches. Welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. I'm Rian Lockard, founder and head witch of Moonstone Witchery. You can find me on Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery or on Moonstonewitchery.com. You can find me here on this glorious podcast and I'm glad to have you with me. My intention with this podcast is to bring light to um, our modern world or our modern dialogue, uh, the topic of witchcraft and spirituality, and to provide a resource for everybody who is interested in witchcraft or for people who maybe have a family member into witchcraft and might be like, what is even going on? And that brings me to the topic of today's podcast. I want this show to be about, today's show to be about common misconceptions about witchcraft. Because I feel like there are a lot of common misconceptions about witchcraft. Um, As I'm speaking to you, I have my little familiar, my black cat next to me. And um, I also have the puppy with me. So if you hear anything, you will know that that's what's going on. So what are some common misconceptions about witchcraft? Well, buckle up because there's a lot of them. And if any of you are listening uh, in your car or at home or wherever you may be listening to this podcast and you think of one that I don't cover, please send me a note and let me know because I will absolutely bring it up in a future podcast. So since witchcraft is growing in popularity, there's a lot that's coming to the stage about it. I teach uh, in person, and I am working on getting this online, so please be patient with me, but this is going to be coming online. But I teach um, a class called Moonstone Witchery Witchcraft Academy, and it is a course on precisely that. It's a witchcraft course. And when I teach this class, I always get at least one comment from students and they say, well, my family is really freaked out um, because I'm into witchcraft or there's a lot of witches and the joke is, you know, that there are a lot of witches in the quote broom closet about their witchcraft practice or there's people who are drawn to witchcraft um, but they feel as if they are not willing or able to take ownership of the word witchcraft or to let other people know that this is where their interest lies. Another thing that happens frequently is that I will have people come to my talks when I'm speaking about witch work or witchcraft or the word witch. Or I will have people come to my courses when I'm teaching about witchcraft. And they will say to me, why are you using the word witch? Don't you think just last night, actually, I had a lady and she said, don't you think that you would have this room twice as full if you were to not be using the word witch and you were to just be saying you were teaching, you know, magic or mysticism or spirituality? My answer to that is always the same. Um, Yeah, probably my rooms would be fuller. um, And also, that's not why I'm doing this. So it doesn't matter to me if the room would be fuller or not. What matters to me is that I want to reclaim the word witch. I think that the word witch has a bad rap and a bad reputation. And I think it has a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunications and misconceptions around it. So... I use the word witch with intentionality, purpose, and like a whole bunch of really strong, powerful energy behind it. And I do that on purpose because of what this whole podcast today is about. Because there are all of these misconceptions surrounding witchcraft, the word witch, and what is it that we're all even doing. So I want to invite you to... Grab a cup of coffee or settle down and let's talk about these misconceptions. I also want to invite you to share this podcast with someone in your life who maybe doesn't get it. Um, Share it with them with the idea or maybe even with the phrase. You can send them a little note that says, hey, I know that perhaps you don't understand my spiritual path I thought that this might help clarify a thing or two let's talk about it maybe we can like hang out and chat because who first of all doesn't want to hang out and like light a candle and have some tarot cards and like talk about spiritual stuff I mean I know I want to do that all the time so first of all that sounds like a fun event but second of all Being able to send something to somebody else in your life who just kind of doesn't get it um, is always really good because it allows you to deepen your relationship with another person. It allows you to say, hey, this is something that's important to me. Do you want to listen to it? Do you want to talk to me about it? Do you want to engage with me on this level? I'm trying to include you in something in my world that matters to me, and you can respond by showing up and listening to this podcast and understanding what's going on, and then perhaps... Perhaps, um, we can dialogue about it. I do want to say not everybody that you send something to is going to, to listen. Not everybody that you invite into your world in this context is going to accept the invitation, but My perspective on that is if I invite someone into my inner world, if I invite someone into something that's important to me, if I say to someone, hey, I want you to know about this part of my life, and they don't accept that invitation, well, that tells me a lot about them and where they're at as well. And that's information that I can use to just kind of like take a deep breath and roll with it. It's going to hurt maybe if somebody who you care about doesn't actually want to learn more about this part of you, but at least you'll know. And at least you have done your part, which is trying to include someone in this aspect of you that matters to you. So give the podcast a listen, see if I, if I say things that resonate with you, see if I say things that make sense to you, see if I clarify some of these misconceptions enough that you feel like, you know what, maybe I can share this with like my sister, mom, friend, brother, whatever, dad, whoever it might be, and see if maybe we start to cultivate a deeper connection because somebody in my life is willing to try to understand me on this level. And if you are listening to this podcast because somebody has sent it to you and because someone has said to you, hey, could you give this a listen, this thing is important to me, um, I'd love for you to approach it with an open mind and to understand that sometimes it's hard for us to explain the things that are important to us with our own words or from our own, from our own place. And it's more it's more helpful or easy or it's somehow more... I don't know, more honest or more accurate in some weird way if we send somebody something that says what we've been trying to say this whole time. So if someone has sent you this podcast and has said, hey, give it a listen, maybe you'll maybe you'll understand where I'm coming from. Please try to listen with an open mind and an open heart and to understand that... Um, Whenever someone sends you something and says, this is important to me, that is an invitation to deepen your relationship with someone. There's the puppy. Did you hear her? She was like, right on, mama. You keep talking. I love what you're saying right now. She approves of this message. She wants to learn more about witchcraft, too. And she wants to, like, dive right in. So let's do it. So what's the number one misconception about witchcraft? Well, it's absolutely that it's, like, dark and evil and that it's bad and that it's... Um, the quote devil's work. Now I said a lot of things just then and I covered a lot of areas like right with that one sentence. I I talked about the evil thing. I talked about the dark thing. I talked about the devil. These all kind of seem like they overlap but at the same time they're absolutely all different things. So let's just kind of parse it out and take one thing at a time. Is witchcraft dark? Well that depends on what you even mean by dark. Um. Oh there she is She's like yeah tell me about it What does it mean I'm gonna tell you puppy I'm gonna tell you right now So darkness or light You'll hear about like dark witchcraft dark witches, light witches, um, Glenda the Good Witch versus the Wicked Witch of the West, Um, you know, left-handed magic versus right-handed magic. Now, that's a phrase that really only advanced sort of actual practitioners tend to even really know about. Uh, Left-handed magic is the, quote, shadow work. It's the dark magic. It's the baneful magic or what I like to call justice-seeking magic. Right-handed magic tends to be um, light work, healing magic, um, magic that is in the, the love and light sort of side of things, and it is tending to not be uh, about any kind of revenge or anything like that. Is all witchcraft dark? Absolutely not. Are all people bad or good? So this is what I want to try to say and what I'm trying to clarify. Can witchcraft be dark or negative Yes, of course. Can any spiritual practice be dark or negative? Absolutely. Could I go be a good Christian and sit in a Christian church and pray and be praying for something that might not actually be that good in the grand scheme of things? Absolutely, I could. I absolutely could. Would I be being like a dark Christian if I was doing that? Yes. So what I want you to understand is that witchcraft isn't inherently dark. Witchcraft isn't inherently evil or black or shadow or whatever words you want to use. Witchcraft inherently just is a practice. It's a spiritual practice that just is. It's neutral. It doesn't have good or bad connotation innately imbued in it. It doesn't have positive or negative, dark or light, whatever words you want to use innately embedded in there, it has simply just practices. And you as a person, whatever energy you as an individual, you as a witch bring to your witch work, well, that's what's going to make it dark or light. That's what's going to make it good or bad, you know, evil or or I don't want to keep saying the word good, but that's the only other word I have for it. The intention that you bring to your practice, the intention that you bring to your craft, the energy that you put into it is what makes it good or bad, dark or light. <clears throat> and as a side note, I do want to kind of say we are trying to move away from language like dark or light in our um, in our in our lingo as we discuss things like this because dark in our culture things being dark or black inherently have this bad negative connotation and that's kind of like got some racist roots and we want to move away from associating bad with dark or bad with black or anything like that and good with white and good with light because quite frankly, it's it's all neutral. There is no moral um, value assigned to colors or anything like that. It's just what our culture has done and our culture is trying to evolve and become better. Um, but in, in any event, left-handed magic, right-handed magic, shadow magic, you know, light magic, whatever you want to call it, there's no innate qualities of evil that that belongs to witchcraft. So why then do people automatically associate witches with being workers in the darkness or doing bad work or doing evil work? And I know I'm supposed to get to, like, is the devil involved and stuff like that. I will touch on that in a minute, but I want to talk about this really quick. Why do people automatically... Go to that place? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And to give a historical context, a lot of it is simply because, um, well, there's so many reasons, even historically, but a lot of it is simply because of, like, number one, misogyny, which is the idea that. Um, women are somehow lesser than, or women are somehow not okay, or women are somehow wrong, or things that are feminine or um, women based are not as good as other things. So that's the definition of misogyny um, a bias against women in a negative context. That's actually what I would say the definition of misogyny is. Um, Aside from that though the the basis of, of witchcraft being associated with evil or negativity is is based on misogyny because quite honestly, the women who were accused of being witches over the history of humanity were quite often the healers, the midwives the the, the women who were nursing or, or giving um, relief to Villagers, or their neighbors, or their friends and family, in these in these tough times that they were facing, and historically, what would happen was a woman who was skilled with herbology, um, plant medicine, who was skilled with healing, tending to wounds, perhaps even some kind of surgical skills, a midwife who was really excellent with with birthing children or supporting women in their their times of need or healing just the sick or the wounded or whatever or a woman who was handy in some capacity and perhaps was more handy than a man or a woman who was able to show up to her life in a way that was helpful um, would somehow the tides would turn on her or something would shift in the, the social structure of her village or her town and suddenly now she would be being called a witch because of the the very skills that she had had that were helpful previously, well, now they were harmful. Um, And that was often because of a power dynamic that would go awry within the village or that the village would become sort of conquered by a local organized religion and the local, you know, priest or clergy member of that organized religion would feel threatened by this woman who had these gifts and skills and would then, you know, dub her a witch and the the tides would turn, the energy would turn against her. Often these women who were called witches were not even practicing witches. That's just the funny thing about it. Historically, um, there have been, I read, oh, and it's the name of it is escaping me at the moment, but I read a great book. I believe it's actually called Witch Hunt. And it was the history of women being hunted, um, for witchcraft over the course of history. This book declared that of the million women plus and men who were murdered for witchcraft, the majority of them, and we're talking vast majority, like a huge number of them, were not even practicing witchcraft. These people were just what I've just kind of spent some time describing to you, which was like these people were simply really skilled at their at their profession, at their vocation. Um, but they perhaps, you know, committed the crime of being born women or identifying as women, or perhaps they were too feminine of men, or perhaps they were X, Y, Z, whatever it might be situation. And so they got called Which, which at this time in history and persistently now, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing, has had this negative connotation, which was just that like it's somebody who is against what is accepted as acceptable spiritually spiritually. I mean, it's just got this fear, this cloak of fear wrapped around the word. It's as if the word witch just comes with this whole other world attached to it. And that world conjures up all this fear, negativity, these biases, this um, energy of darkness and and the, the fear of what's unknown. And I have to say that the fear of what's unknown is probably the greatest fear there is. I mean, you can think about all the things that you're scared about in life, like spiders or serial killers or I don't know, anything that you can come up with in your mind. And you can like focus on that thing. But if you think about like the fear of not knowing what's going to happen to you or the fear of what's unseen, maybe in your closet in the shadows at night or the fear of the anticipation of something bad is often worse than the fear of the thing itself. That's because we are afraid of that which we don't understand because there is this sort of deep-seated thing within us, and maybe it's biological, that says if you don't understand something, anything can happen. You have to be prepared for it. It's extra scary. And so they've attached all this like fear energy to the word witch and to the idea of a woman or of a person, because it's not women-specific, and we will talk about that more in a different episode, but they've attached this fear energy to the idea of a witch and a person who can do all these unknown things, and you don't know what they are, but they must be really scary. right and so I am keeping the word witch and I'm like diving right into it and I'm loving the word witch because I want to say it's not unknown let me tell you all about witchcraft it's not scary it's not innately bad there's nothing innately wrong there's nothing innately evil there's nothing innately dark about witchcraft the word itself has been really corrupted and co-opted to mean somebody who, and really what it means if we really want to dive back into that historical context I was giving to you, somebody who the church has said isn't really a person that they sanctify and that they agree with. Now, Okay, that's fine. If you belong to and really ascribe to and believe the opinions of certain organized religions... That is your decision and that is your choice. And I'm never going to tell you that you're wrong. Um, I myself am actually an ordained interfaith minister, um, which means that I have gone through a seminary program, a divinity school myself. Took me several years. I'm ordained. I actually teach on the faculty of a divinity school. Um, I understand world religions. I understand the importance of spirituality in people's lives. That's why I work in the field that I work in. I understand the importance of, of your belief systems. And I want you to hear me. I am still a practicing witch. So I am someone who has devoted my life in a scholarly way to understanding religion and spirituality. I live my entire life that with that as my guiding principles, as the thing I think about all the time is where my focus is. And I still have come to the conclusion that witchcraft is a great thing for me. Just because it's great for me doesn't mean it's great for anybody else. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably great for you or it's great for someone in your life. So please attempt to keep an open mind just as you would hope that someone would keep an open mind when listening to you talk about your spirituality or what's important to you. A witch is generally someone who the organized religion of a certain area has decided doesn't match what they want their people to be doing. Now, historically, we understand that a lot of that comes out of control and power and a need for that control and power. That's fine. But what's happened now in our modern context is that fear has taken a like large hold on the word witch. Um, fear, misogyny, and this whole idea that witchcraft is innately scary, witchcraft is innately negative. So again, if you're listening to this, I want you to know witchcraft's not innately anything. It's neutral. It's just a series of practices and behaviors. If you know someone who is innately a negative person or who is perhaps not always doing things with the best of intentions or with positivity as like their number one purpose in things, well then, okay, perhaps their witchcraft practice is going to be negative. But if you know someone and they are a nature loving, really gentle, sweet person, and they're also practicing witchcraft, you might be like, I don't understand. And then you might say to yourself, I'm extra confused and or extra afraid because they seem so sweet, but they're doing this thing that I think is evil. Well, maybe it's your belief around their practice that is wrong and not that your idea of that person is wrong. Someone can be so sweet and a practicing witch. In fact, most witches I know are like the sweetest people you'll ever meet because they understand and they know that witchcraft is about connecting to nature and it's about connecting to the innate energy of the universe and it's about connecting to the innate energy that exists in all things and it's about connecting to the beautiful soul that all objects and rocks and trees and plants and animals and people have. Witchcraft's about knowing that there's this energetic force in all things and just knowing how to access it and to work with it. That's what witchcraft is. It's not about summoning darkness. It's not about casting hexes or doing spells on people to bring them harm. It's not about being power hungry and just trying to grasp at everything that is bad that you can. It's not about worshiping the darkness. Witchcraft does often worship or understand the difference between the darkness and the light. Worship's a wrong word. I don't really think, I don't really honestly think that any witches I know do a lot of worshiping. I mean, perhaps one or two, but I don't know a lot of people in general who are doing a lot of worshiping. But if I were to know someone doing worshiping, I would say that most of the worshipy people that I know are not witches. Um, So there's no like, blood or sacrifices so here's some other stuff that that are misconceptions around witchcraft I have to talk about the devil is it devil worship we'll chat about that in one second I didn't forget the next one though is like are you sacrificing animals are you killing like things people whatever um people are always like have did you put a hex on me and I really got a rant about that for a second in a moment as well But to to start with the devil one, um, you know, is witchcraft innately devil worship? No, absolutely not. It's 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 not innately devil worship. Um, There is. So in order for you to even worship the devil, um, you have to believe in the devil. You know what I mean? So the devil is a is a fairly Christian based concept. So it. By default, and there are Christian witches, okay, but by default, in order for me to worship the devil, I would have to be a Christian, and then in that case, I really wouldn't be um, a witch, for the most part, I'm making several generalizations there. Please don't blow me up. I know I'm generalizing. But but like logic says to me, if I was to be worshiping the devil, that would mean I would be believing a specific series of beliefs that were gifted to me by, generally by Christianity or Christian offshoots, right? And Christianity clearly condemns witchcraft and doesn't allow it. So so that right there kind of breaks the logic line. No, I'm not worshiping the devil. There are, um, if you look at history, um, the the idea of the devil does come in many different forms, by the way, from many different polytheistic religions um, many different mythologies over the course of time Um, the idea of the devil goes back to quote the horned god Um, there's many gods that have horns on their heads in many different um, prehistoric and like early pre-christian religions Um, there's a lot of theories on where the devil came from so are some witches worshipping these nature gods that happen to have horns on their head yes some witches are having a practice that involves the horned gods or male gods that that wear antlers of some kind or or ram's horns or something like that yes that is a practice does it does those do those deities um embody the like evil energy of what we in our secular world know to be the devil? No, no, they don't. Just because they look like that doesn't mean they are that. Just because they are similar in their external trappings or, or whatever it might be, doesn't mean that they are the energy. See, the energy of what we call, quote, the devil is the energy of all that is evil. And I would actually argue, by the way, that theologically speaking, um, that's not even what the Christian devil necessarily represents, but that's fine. We don't even have to go there. But what I do want to say is that if you're worried about someone worshiping the devil and you're like, see, the, she has on her altar this this God figure and he has horns, ask your local witch that has that figure on her altar, ask her what that God is. Because generally he's a nature-based God that just represents the divine masculine and he is not about evil. The fear is around someone worshiping evil. I could understand fear around someone worshiping evil. I'm not all about that life either. I wouldn't be into that either. But what I'm saying is is that somebody worshiping a masculine energy deity or God that just so happens to have horns is not the same thing as someone worshiping evil. There's a huge difference there. But there's a misconception that says, oh, if, if this, then that. If she's worshiping this figure, if she's using this figure in her practice, I don't know why I'm saying the word worship so much, because it's like I said earlier, it's not even really that that prevalent of a thing. If she's using this figure, this deity, this energy in her practice, she must be having um, devil worship or she must be inviting an evil and she must be like really into dark evil energy and that's that is not an accurate assessment just because there is that masculine energy doesn't mean it's evil ask the witch in your life if she or he is into really um, embracing or working with evil energy and you'll get a very clear and different answer. I don't know hardly any witches who are calling upon the energy of evil in their practices, okay? Do witches work with the shadow side? Yes, absolutely. See, witches understand the dynamic nature of nature. Witches understand the duality of like the day and the night. Witches worship nature a lot. Witches are into nature a lot. Nature has winter and summer. Nature has day and night. Nature has dusk and dawn. Nature has the, the new moon and the full moon. Okay, but just because we can acknowledge that there is this duality doesn't mean that we are calling upon the, the evil, dark, negative energy of the world. Knowing about duality doesn't mean that it's evil. Acknowledging, oh, some energy is harder to move through than others is okay. That's just reality. It's not necessarily anything bad. Okay. Um, the other question I get a lot about sacrifice, do I sacrifice animals? Is there blood involved? Am, am I sacrificing children? Whatever it might be. Um, absolutely not. There's no sense of sacrifice happening. No one is sacrificing anything. And I mean, I don't want to say no one, but the majority of practicing witches that you're going to encounter in this day and age in our modern era are not sacrificing. We're just simply not does blood magic exist yes it does you can use blood or any bodily fluids with permission from the source to to do spell work is that common absolutely not Is that something for a real advanced witch to do? Yeah. Any witch working with anything like that is supremely advanced in their witchcraft. Um, And any baby witches listening to this should understand that as well. Like, do not work with things like that until you are very advanced in your witch work and you really understand what you're doing. But it's not common. And it's certainly not anything that's going to come from a sacrifice of any kind. Um, when you hear that someone is a witch and you immediately go to sacrifice, I want you to understand that the place you're immediately going to is fear. And I want you to understand that it's absolutely not reasonable to jump to fear and to jump from assumption to fact and to say, Oh, I'm scared. I've heard like witches are bad. Witches are evil. Witches sacrifice. No, none of that happens. If anything, witches are saving nature. We're we're the ones carrying bugs from inside our house to put them outside. We are the ones who are. taking in animals off the streets because we understand that animals have innate souls and spirits. We are the ones noticing the hawks flying above us as we drive somewhere because we're interpreting the signs that they are bringing to us. We are the ones who will pull over on the side of the road to help give good energy to someone if there's been a car accident. We are the ones sending money every month to the World Wildlife Federation because we're trying to preserve the animals of this earth. We understand And appreciate value and absolutely love the life that is all around us. We plant a tree on Arbor Day. We do things like this because we care, because we put so much value in life. There's no sacrificing of life in witchcraft. If you know someone sacrificing something, and they're saying it's part of their spiritual beliefs, I would consider like encouraging them to get some mental health help because I don't know of any spirituality at this point that sanctifies anything like that. I really don't. And it's not a practice of witchcraft. It's a really antiquated and offensive belief, and it's not something that you need to be worried about or something that is commonly happening in any capacity whatsoever. Um, that said, let's move on to the next one frequently. And this really annoys me. So please bear with me as I rant or vent or whatever word you want to use. Um, frequently someone will find out I'm a practicing witch and within a while, you know, we'll, we'll cultivate a friendship or in the past, if it was someone I was dating, they would go, Oh, uh, did you hex me? Okay. First of all, I'm not going to waste my time and my precious energy putting a hex on you for literally no reason, okay? So like, it's almost like, get over yourself, no, I'm not going to hex you. Like you wish, I I almost want to be like, you wish I cared enough about whatever you were doing that I want to hex you, but turns out I don't. Right. But not only that, but witches aren't running around hexing everybody. And if you are a baby witch or new to witchcraft and you are like hexing people, you got to like sit down and get with yourself, like have a conversation with yourself and get right with yourself because hexing people is a big deal. Hexing people is like a huge thing. Hexing people drains your energy dramatically, okay? Hexing people is like a whole situation. So for... For someone to casually be like, did you hex me? What did you do? Did you like hex me? No, I didn't hex you, but I'm about to like block you and never talk to you again. It's offensive. It offends me when people ask me if I hexed them because number one, what does that tell me that you think about me? Do you think I'm just like amoral? Do you think I don't have ethics? And see, that goes back to why I'm making this this episode right now, because apparently people aren't understanding that just because I'm a witch doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Just because I'm a witch doesn't mean that I'm going to just randomly be unkind to people. In fact, quite frankly, because I'm a witch, it's the opposite. See, a witch really reveres and loves and cares about other people. A witch really loves and cares about the energy of everybody. A witch really loves and cares about the innate beautiful essence of all that is a witch isn't going to to discard or discredit that beautiful life energy that's within everything or a witch isn't going to step in and take over like the role of karma by the way or of like i mean karma is not even the right word for it but isn't going to step in and be like oh i'll show you a witch is going to sit back and go can't wait for the universe to teach them their lesson because i know how that works to understand, I'm not going to just start hexing people because I'm in a bad mood or having a bad day. If I do start doing things like that, I'm going to find that my own world doesn't really work out too well. Um not all witches are just running around hexing people for the sake of it. I don't get cut off in traffic and throw a hex on somebody. I'm not going to do it. My life would be chaos if I did that because the energy space I would have to be in within myself to just start throwing hexes around would be so negative, so chaotic, so unacceptable that my own life would be you know, unstable, chaotic, and unacceptable. It's just not how it works. But for someone to ask me, did you hex me? It's really offensive. No, I didn't hex you. No, I'm not going to hex you. Um, I'm offended by the question. I'm a good person. Anyone who is a witch is a good person, is sitting right with themselves and knowing themselves at the end of every day that they can lay their head on their pillow, knowing that they contributed in a positive and beautiful energetic way to the world around them. That is what witches are doing. Witches are generally healers, witches are almost always empaths, witches are compassionate, witches are loving, witches have a really strong affinity for life and for energy. and for magic, and for the beautiful spiritual essence that's flowing around and all that is around us. That's what a witch is. And so for you to ask a witch if she's hexed you feels like an accusation, and it makes her feel very much like you don't understand her as a person because she's a kind and gentle and loving soul, and she knows what a serious thing a hex is. So be careful just assuming that witches are hexing or witches are throwing out bad energy. Because we are so well-studied and so clear on energy, we definitely don't. We almost always seek to not contribute to negative energy in any space or any situation or with any people. It's just not our thing. We know what bad energy's like. We're not into it. So we don't like to contribute to it by hexing or even just being in a mood that like we're bringing to a space. We're aware of the energy. Trust in that. And we care about it and we want it to be positive. Um, so these misconceptions that get thrown around a lot, that witches are innately evil or negative, that we're worshiping the devil, that we're sacrificing animals or creatures, that we're throwing around hexes, these are, these are inappropriate, um, and they're, Inaccurate misconceptions, but they 're common it 's common to hear that someone 's practicing witchcraft and to become afraid um, you 've been taught by your upbringing, which has been heavily influenced by organized religion, um, that witchcraft is dark and dangerous. I want to tell you something, and this is a harsh truth, okay so take it with a grain of salt and try to just like keep it in your mind and mull it over. The reason that witchcraft has been dubbed dangerous and harmful is because the organization that decided it was dangerous and harmful was narrating their own truth. And that truth is that witchcraft is dangerous and harmful when it comes to um, organized religions like Christianity. The reason that it's dangerous and harmful to Christianity is not because there's anything innately evil about witchcraft. It's because witchcraft reminds people that they are powerful in their own right, right? And Christianity seeks to dismantle the power within the individual. Christianity says the person who is the most powerful is the priest standing at the front of the church. And only he can talk to God, not you. And witchcraft says, oh, just kidding. That's a bunch of malarkey. That's right. Um, The most powerful person is you. Do you see the difference there? So can you understand why a Christian organization would say, oh, that, that witchcraft is evil and dangerous? Well, it's only evil and dangerous to the Christian organization because witchcraft is saying you yourself are the most powerful creature. You are beautiful. You can access God yourself. You can access the source of all life. You can shift the energy of anything you want. You are this beautiful divine being and that is dangerous considering that the the message coming from the church is um d- divinity can only be accessed by certain members of the clergy who are all male who are all standing in the front of a building and you have to come here in order to t- to check in with god and all the power lies within us and all the power lies within these specific clergy members that's why witchcraft is considered evil or bad or harmful because it is harmful to an organized religion that says, "Oh no, you shouldn't be powerful unto yourself. You don't. We don't want you to know your own innate worth. We have to to give it to you. We have your worth. That's it. There's nothing inherent to witchcraft that is evil or bad." or dangerous, or dark, or anything like that wrong in any capacity. And if you have a witch in your life, and if she has been opening up to you and saying to you, I want you to know more about me in this way, I want you to connect to me in this way, she's doing that because she knows that the energy of this new experience that she's entered into is so beautiful, so full of lightness, so full of just effervescent joy, that she wants you to be a part of that with her. which Craft and spirituality is all about honoring the beautiful energy of everything around us. There's nothing evil about that. It's all about sinking into loving and cherishing the life energy that is flowing around us, innate in all things and within each of us. And it's all about learning how to access that energy in a really beautiful way. So my dog is here and she is squeaking at me a lot. And I think she's telling me time's up, and my cat is here, and he is absolutely tolerating everything that's happening. And I don't know how he's doing such a good job, but he really is. He's sitting here on my notebook, and he's very precious. I want to thank you for listening. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to submit them to me. You may send me a message through my website at moonstonewitchery.com. You can find me over on Instagram. Um, I'm at moonstone underscore witchery. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I don't know my Twitter handle at the moment, and I apologize for that. But I do have links on my website to all my social media. And I am really grateful for you for listening. And if you have any ideas for, um, I'm sorry about this dog. If you have any ideas for me about future podcast episodes, please feel free to let me know. Or if I forgot anything in here please feel free to let me know that too. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to to have you come back again sometime. Please subscribe and share with anyone who you think might be interested. I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. Mm -hmm. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. Placed Fester under some strange sexual spell. At what time will we be spellcasting?